The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to talk some technical SEO. Joining us today is Kathy Brown, who is a senior SEO consultant at Searchmetrics, which is an enterprise-grade SEO and content marketing platform that helps marketers make better, more data-driven decisions. Yesterday, Kathy and I talked a little bit about what technical SEO is and some of the changes that she's observed and even a little bit about which direction she thinks Google is going to head in terms of their understanding and prioritization of technical SEO. And today we're going to talk about how you can tell if your site has a strong technical SEO foundation. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked-to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings, and AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, here's the second part of my conversation with Kathy Brown, Senior SEO Consultant at Searchmetrics. Kathy, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Glad to be here. Good to have you back on the show. Yesterday, we talked about what technical SEO is and some of the changes that are happening my takeaway is that Google is better at understanding some of the dynamic components of your website. They're obviously focused on site speed, and they're really just trying to make sure that wherever they're driving their users, it is a place that has a good user experience. As we start thinking about understanding about how a website meets Google's criteria from a technical capacity, how do you evaluate whether a website is performant, whether it's underperforming. I'm sure there's always something you could do. How do you think about who's doing a good job and whether it's a solid foundation of technical SEO? Well, first, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that to get a complete picture of your website, you really do need to do a full-on audit 
And when we do an audit, we have a whole checklist of things we check to make sure they aren't problems. But that being said, I've gotten to the point where I can kind of quickly look at a site and see if there's some major issues. So I thought it might be kind of interesting for this podcast is just, just to pass along a couple of the quick things I do just to see if I see a problem. And why don't I just dive into the first one, which is the index coverage report in Google Search Console. So hopefully you have your site set up with Google Search Console. You have a profile set up for your site. And with the new Google Search Console, which is not so new, I guess it's been a year or two now, Google introduced a report called the Index Coverage Report. And it will tell you all sorts of things. But the one thing I would suggest you do is you go over and look for the box excluded URLs and you click on that box. And what I'm hoping you will kind of look for is let's say you have a site of about 30,000 pages. If you have like 5 million excluded URLs, I'd have a concern about that. And of course, you need to dig in and figure out why. And there's a number of reports in the index coverage report for excluded URLs that can be useful. I mean, sometimes you're excluding URLs on purpose and that's perfectly okay. But if you see a high number of URLs that have a crawl anomaly or you know you have a whole list of URLs that are discovered but not indexed, that's probably something you need to kind of take a deeper dive into to sort of see why there's these URLs that Google has crawled or just discovered, but they're not in the index. So that's usually a little bit of a warning sign that you got something going on that needs to be dug into a bit further. So when Google is spending the time to crawl your website and you're finding that there is a high volume of pages, which they're just saying, meh, skip you probably have a problem. Right. What are some of the other ways that you can evaluate your foundation? Yeah, that is definitely a way. And I mean, one of the sort of speculations or theories, which I think is somewhat true that happened with the most recent May 5th Google update, is Google, as we talked in the last episode about how Google has to kind of spend more time to actually execute the JavaScript to really fully understand your page... You know, if it has to spend a lot of time crawling pages that are not that useful, or duplicative or thin, generally that's going to be a bad thing. So yeah, you need to kind of dig into those. And there could be all sorts of reasons why pages have ended up there. A lot of times with larger websites, you sometimes get extra pages that are just created due to the dynamic nature of the site that you may not even be aware of, but Google is finding and crawling or and not indexing or crawling and indexing that are just pulling down the performance of your entire site. So that would definitely be one place I like to look at least fairly quickly to see if I see a problem, especially if there's a large number of excluded URLs. Okay, so you're digging into a big website and you're finding what Google is crawling, seeing what information they're accessing and if they're indexing it. Let's say that this website that we're crawling has a good crawl to index rate. What's your next step? You know, this is old school, but I always do it. I always do, and it's very temperamental and not that accurate, but I always do a site colon for the site. 
So it's just a command. If you go to the browser, you type site, S-I-T-E colon, and then the domain. Some of this is just to educate me because clients tend to not mention things like, oh yeah, we have a subdomain that we forgot about. So when you do a site colon and then you want to kind of skip to the end, you kind of skip to the end and you can kind of do that by going down to the bottom and just clicking the biggest number. So if it shows you 1 through 10, you just click on 10 and then it shows you 10 through 15, you click on 15. You want to look at the pages that are kind of at the end of that list. And if they look like crappy pages with not a lot of value to them, or you see the message like, Google has found results that are very similar to the ones we're already showing you, which is what we call the supplemental results. That's also perhaps an indication that you have something going on. And you know what I found sometimes is that people... They just don't look at their site in the SERPs, which we'll get to in the moment, or they just don't understand that they have all these extra pages that have kind of gotten into the Google index. And so a quick review of an iSite colon just for you know subdomains you forgot about that you didn't know you had indexed, as well as these sort of extra pages that you didn't know got indexed is usually can be a telling thing to take a look at. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help, and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie-cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. So first, you're looking to see what Google is crawling and what they're going to put in their index. Then you're running a scan to see what is actually showing up in the index. You're looking through the site colon. What's the last step that you're going to do when you evaluate whether a site has a strong foundation for technical SEO? Well, this is definitely a more specific scenario, but these days I usually look for this kind of thing. So with both sites today, they should be marked up with some kind of structured data, whether if you have an e-commerce site, it's marked up to have reviews and product schema. And pretty much all business sites really should have organizational schema. And... Yeah, I mean, it may not crash your SEO if you don't have any of this stuff, but I usually check to see if it's there. 
And sometimes I'll just do a search for if it's an e-commerce site for one of the products and just see if the extra features, which we call rich results, whether it's the rating stars or the prices or sort of the extra bits of information show up on the product when it's listed in SERPs. If it's a recipe, you know, there's also the bits of extra information that comes with a recipe. I just look to see if that stuff is showing up. Because a lot of times people would put schema and it's like broken, it doesn't work. And, you know, when it comes to e commerce, that stuff is pretty darn important. And, you know, if you don't mind, I'm going to tell a really quick story. I had a client that had a site for job postings. So his site was all about job postings for a certain discipline. And he was freaking out because, you know, you can actually search for jobs and Google has a special feature that shows you all the jobs that are possible. And what happened is his structured data was there on the desktop version of the site, but it wasn't there on the mobile version of the site. So when Google moved him to mobile first indexing, all his job postings went away. And that was a big problem for him because he was reliant getting into that Google feature to get visibility for his jobs. So, you know, it does depend on the type of site for what I look for. But generally, I just want to see that the structured data is kind of showing up in the places I expect it to. So you mentioned Google's mobile first indexing. Are there any other things that you think about in terms of technical SEO foundation that are specific to mobile? How much are you looking at the difference between mobile and desktop SEO? Yeah, I mean, the situation I just talked about, I mean, that was a site that actually had a different mobile version of their site versus the desktop. So it was actually different HTML and all of that, which is valid. You just need to make sure it works. In this case, they didn't. A lot of sites are responsive. But you know, when it comes to mobile, I mean, if they do have different HTML, I've definitely seen a lot of cases where the mobile version of the page is emitting information which could be really important to helping them to rank. So if I know they have kind of a different mobile version than a desktop version, I'll definitely look for that. I mean, the other thing about mobile is just the speed. You know, most of us who work on the web, we have high-end laptops, you know, fairly fast internet connection. You don't really see the kind of speed problems as much as you would if you're out in the boondocks and you're on 3G and you have a slower phone with not a very good CPU in it. And you know we need to remember that some people are accessing our site with a slower device and we need to account for that. You know, it can make a really big difference when you change devices and change your internet connectivity you know, especially if you have big, huge images that can really slow things down. So I think with mobile, those are the really the two things that I kind of would look for is just different HTML than the desktop and the speed. But I will also mention, and this gets a little bit more deeper into things, is the other thing, I, and this is when you kind of have set up a project with one of the SEO suite softwares out there, such as like search metrics, I'll sometimes will start dig into, you'll notice that sometimes for some keywords, the pages rank worse on mobile than they do on desktop or vice versa. And that is definitely something to dig into. So I just wanted to mention that as a bit of a third thing. Okay. 
Kathy, I appreciate you coming on and walking us through some of the ways that we can evaluate if our websites have a strong foundation for technical SEO. Thank you very much. All right. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Kathy Brown, the senior SEO consultant at Searchmetrics. We'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Kathy, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter. Her handle is Kathy Alice, K-A-T-H-Y-A-L-I-C-E. Or you can visit her blog, which is webenzo.com, W-E-B-E-N-S-O.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. But that's not the case anymore, thanks to Ahrefs. Because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions. You can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish episodes every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.